Chapter Eleven of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Servant Problem in France. The servant problem hardly exists for an American housekeeper living in France. From her point of view, wages are not high, and moreover, the servants expect to work for what they get. The general servant is a live institution. She often does the cooking, cleaning, and bed making. For a family of three or four persons she blacks the shoes mends the linen and presses the suits of her master and mistress she thinks she is well treated if she has a half day off every other sunday and she expects no time for herself during the week the chambermaid does all the mending and sometimes makes dresses for the ladies of the family she gets a commission on the clothes bought by her madam one of these chambermaids may clean a whole house serve the table and take care of the children not uncommonly she will dress her mistress's hair and otherwise assist with the elaborate toilet the french madame considers the thing the french cook does the marketing and she counts upon it because of the commission she gets from the dealer who may pay as much as five cents for every dollar spent in his shop here are some notes i made last sunday morning while watching the servants going to market the streets are full of women and girls most of them without hats and all plainly dressed each has a basket and net bag in her hand wagons of green stuff move through the streets the provision and grocery stores are open and many of the streets are lined with stands surrounded by customers the usual marketing time is from nine to eleven o'clock and even before nine one sees some of the servants returning the market is their chief meeting place they like to go at the same time every day for it is there that they chat with their friends the quantities bought are small a bunch of red carrots a white cauliflower a dozen potatoes a little meat and the inevitable bottle of ordinary wine may be all that fills the net bag of the buyer the wages though they are considered excessive just now are nothing compared with those received in the united states a cook gets from fourteen to thirty dollars a month the latter wage is paid only by the rich and the man or woman who runs the kitchen is expected to make fancy cakes desserts and elaborate dishes in a household of four or five persons of moderate means where there is some entertaining the cook's wage is about seventeen dollars a month the hours for meals are different from those in america in france business starts later and the people rise later the average parisian shop is not open before nine or ten o'clock and most shops are closed from twelve until half past one or two this is for luncheon a very important meal because the first breakfast of coffee and rolls is so light the people say the long lunch hour gives them a chance to have a visit with their families but the american residents here miss the long evenings and the time we have for exercise in the late afternoon almost every french businessman of affairs goes home to lunch he expects two hours off at that time but when he comes back to his desk at two thirty he stays there until well after six this makes the dining hour late and even in modest homes the family seldom eats dinner until half past seven o'clock our help would consider this a hardship but the french servants do not expect to be through with their work until around ten o'clock some american housekeepers in paris try to reform the habits of the french servants but it is wiser to let them do things their own way for instance the dishes from the breakfast of coffee rolls and jam which one has upon rising 
are left to be washed with the lunch dishes of the middle of the day. It is hard to convince servants why they should be washed at once, and there are others of our customs which they will not adopt. They would rather get down on their knees and put superfluous elbow grease on the hardwood floors than stand up and use a long-handled polisher. They insist that the latter does not give a good finish. Many of the housekeeping details are different from ours. An important one is the lack of ice in summer. Only the very rich have ice boxes, and there are but few ice wagons making deliveries every day. The ice for my baby granddaughter is bought from the butcher, who charges five cents a pound. My daughter tells me that many French families keep the baby's milk fresh by leaving it in running water or in the cellar if they have one. All milk is boiled the moment it is brought into the house, and such a thing as giving a baby fresh, uncooked milk is unheard of. I am interested in the washing arrangements of Paris. Most of the people living in these apartment houses have such small quarters that there is no room for a laundry. For this reason, they are forced to send out their soiled linen, and the prices are surprisingly high. For a family of two, the bills may be as much as six or eight dollars a week for a laundry, not including the fine things washed by the cook. The laundry of the baby is always done at home. The washing done outside looks well at first, but the washerwomen put a powder into their water that rots the clothes as it cleans them. For several years, the cost of living has been steadily rising, and the large number of French families who are dependent upon fixed incomes from houses or bonds have great trouble to make ends meet, although they have cut their living expenditures in half. One sees types of this class everywhere on the boulevards. A man will carry a smart stick hooked over his arm, although his well-brushed clothes are shiny and his blackened shoes run down at the heel. Nevertheless, to use a common expression, he puts on a good front and buckles his belt a bit tighter. I heard a story today from an American woman who has a servant that came from a family which was well-to-do a few years ago. She gave up the place because she did not have enough food to keep soul and body together. The family has an elegant apartment in one of the most exclusive sections of Paris. The building is of white stone, and in the neighborhood are many of the nobility. They had leased the apartment at before-the-war rates, and the furniture of their better days enabled them to keep up appearances, but they lack money for food. Their meals are almost barmecidal, and the menu never varies. For luncheon, each person has a slice of meat about two inches wide and three inches long, and some rice or potatoes. For supper, or dinner as it is called here, they have a soup and a vegetable. There is no dessert. They never taste the bits of cheese of which the French are so fond, and rarely eat any of the better green vegetables. One daughter of the house, who is supposed to be anemic, is given a slice of meat in the evening, but the others have none. The girl said the servants had even less to eat, and could not endure it. Nevertheless, this family dwells in surroundings as beautiful as those of people with ten times its income. End of chapter 11